3: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com All right let's hear it Donnie give me the good stuff right here
4: Lido. <laughs> oh oh, 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 oh. I always think of Lido Shepard. Thanks to Berman.
5: I mean, what else can you really do? I know he Whoa. does it with Debo Samuel now. Man, he must not have had anything for Debo. Like he's just like, I gotta repurpose
3: Lido for it. I'm not complaining about it. Oh, oh. Is
5: Berman not hip enough for Debo Samuel to do some sort of joke associated with the movie Friday? Do you really have
3: to ask that question out loud? You know the answer. So you don't think Berman's seen the movie
5: Friday? No. If I said bye, Felicia to Chris, he wouldn't understand what I'm talking about?
3: But I would bet he's seen Caddyshack more than 100 times. What movie do you
5: think Chris Berman has seen more than any other? Slapshot. An American werewolf in London. (laughs) I think he has seen Casablanca more than any other movie. American seen. Graffiti. He like he starts it at parties if it actually comes up. He goes, you know, George Lucas's best
3: movie wasn't Star Wars or the Indy Jones movies. All right. Well, thanks for finding us today. We're hanging out until 6. Let's go with the biggest story in Pittsburgh sports to start. Now that the Steelers' offensive coordinator riddle has been solved, it's Arthur Smith. Now that we know Ron Cook is retiring. Also true. Next big item... Jake Gensel's future, what should the Penguins do? Keep them or trade them. Every Pittsburgh sports fan should have an opinion on this. 412-928-9370. So we'll open up the phone lines for our show for the first time on this topic. Keep them or trade them, Malzie. Go. Keep them. Easy. Uh, You have, for as long as Sidney Crosby uh,
5: is playing at the level that he is playing, and he is a big reason why a lot of their numbers like five on five and all that look good, like they look like a pretty good hockey team. Uh, you have to at least consider yourself, whether it's realistic or not, like you're not a favorite for the Cup, but you have to consider yourself at least a team with a realistic puncher's chance to go far in the playoffs. And so I keep Jake Gensel because if you punt, if you if you send him off because you don't think you can re-sign him and you trade him, your second-leading scorer, a guy who has always, despite his diminutive size, done a very important thing in hockey, score diminutive goals. Diminutive teddies. Yes, diminutive teddies. <laughs> uh I knew you were going to say it. I was just going
3: to I was saying it because I knew. You know a diminutive Teddy joke? Do you get it? No, he doesn't.
5: I think we're just going to explain it to him right now. Zangrilli on pre and post game for, on the Pirates pregame would often come up with very ridiculous names on purpose for yeah, their opponent. I know that much. The Baby Bears, the Diminutive Teddies for the Cubs, the Friars, the Monsignors for the Padres, things like that. The Pale Hoes if they were playing the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he did that. So, yes, we like to have some uh, the beer makers, the, the beer makers. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, So we like to have some fun with those. And Giannotti, when he was here, would have some fun with those as well. Gensel does something that is very valuable, though, especially for a team that even though I know these numbers are skewed, I'm not going to get down the rabbit hole. They're third in goals allowed, and they're 27th, I want to say, in goals uh, scored this year as a team. They've only played 46 games. Only the Oilers have played fewer games. I know that that skews it a little bit, but their problem this year has been scoring goals, not preventing them. That's your second best goal scorer. If you trade him because you think you can't get a deal done, you are punting on this season, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not. You're saying we can't, we're not gonna win this year because we're trading a guy and we're not gonna get anybody back for him that's going to replicate what he can do. So I keep him because you gotta take bites at the apple while Sidney Crosby's still doing Sidney Crosby things. And you know what? If that means that at the end of this season, Jake Gensel walks because somebody say he scores 40 goals plus, right? If he walks because somebody says, you just you're We're banking on you. Like, we believe you will continue to produce well into your 30s, and you score goals, and that's valuable. So be it. Who gives a rat's ass? Like, so what if you get nothing in return for him? I've seen most of the debate about this framed one of two ways. You either keep him because you're going to sign him, or you trade him because you think you can't. And for me, there is a clear third option. You're a team trying desperately to cling to the notion that you can win now because that's what you should be doing as long as 87's doing what he's doing. You keep him And then come what may in the offseason. Worst case scenario, he walks. You have six extra million dollars under the cap. You go try to find some pieces that might put together a reasonable Gensel facsimile. But this is, I've seen the debates. I saw one of Ron's, I think, last ever regular columns is can see both sides of the Jake Gensel trade debate, to trade
3: or not to trade. This is easy. Keep them and worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. Donnie, is that how you feel? You're gonna have a show this weekend. I'm excited for. What day is that on? Or Friday, got Friday night. Friday and Sunday. Friday morning. night show. The Penguins play Friday night against Minnesota. Maybe a nice pregame conversation for you. Will be about this uh, very uh, issue. Where do you come down on it? Is is it as black and white as Malsey just laid it out for Donnie? Football, Donnie I, I, Hockey. I,
4: I think you absolutely keep him. Um, and I I know that for as long as Sidney Crosby is playing at the level it, at that he is, like Chris just said, you have to try to keep things together. I mean, I think if you if they trade someone like Jake Gensel, not only are you punting on the season, you are pretty close to punting on everything you have right now. I mean, because Crosby, yeah, he's playing like somebody at 36 years old he has no business playing like. I mean, Evgeny Malkin not having a bad year either at 37. But they are the oldest team in the league, and this is the only guy on their team that's actually good, like, skater-wise, forward-wise, that is under the age of 30. I know he's 29, so it's not like he's far away from that. But I feel like he has to be someone they kind of circle as a
3: long-term
4: future guy
3: for them. Okay, so two different things for you guys, though. Okay, so Chris said ride it out for the rest of the year, and if he leaves, fine. It sounds like you're more saying work like crazy to get a deal done with him to stay here before the trade deadline.
4: I think that's what they should do. I mean, he's done nothing but produce ever since he's been here. They have they have hit on very few guys that they've actually
5: had come through their own system. He's one of them. I will I will say this not so much for the argument of of that I'm making, the argument to keep him long term. We have seen it written and talked about by players, by writers how difficult it is to be Crosby's winger, one of Crosby's two wingers. It just takes a different level of of cerebral uh, play mm-hmm. Gensel is probably the best combination they have ever had of guy who has natural goal scoring and finishing ability, not like a glor- like a Dupuis who, who was played a tr-
3: with him long term. I mean, if Hossa had stayed, sure, here and Hossa would have. Left-
5: yes, Hossa would have been the best one. But in terms of guys who have spent years on Crosby's wing, yeah, he's the best one. I would agree with that. Like, Dupuis was a role player who clearly figured out how to do it. And that was the whole bit with Crosby. You would always surround him with these role players. I don't want to shortchange better. Kunitz, but I think that Gensel's
3: a little bit better. No,
5: I mean, different kind of player. But yeah, know. you get what I'm saying I here. Gensel is a 40-goal scoring star level guy who has also proven he can play with six. Okay, so To Donnie's you... point, that's why you would try to keep him long term. Oh. But I, I guess I just want to be very clear here. They might suck next year. Even if Crosby's good, they might suck. That's how the team has kind of looked for a lot of this year. And last year, you tried to been mediocre. Try for a to year do this now. You've got games uh, in hand such that you, if you win some games in a row here, you'll be back in the playoff uh, picture. This is your okay, shot. Okay, so I just
3: want to go back to Donny here. So if he wants seven years, seventy million dollars, you give it to him. I'd pay the guy. So that's the going. That's that seems to be the going rate right here. What's the rumor? He turned down uh, six and fifty. Right. So it's eight and a half or so. So seven and seventy. Would you do that? I wouldn't, but I don't. I don't really care. Like I just want him for this year. Okay. Try
5: to make the playoffs right, so, and then so, screw it. But I'm
3: trying to get the nuance of your points, though. So you guys are a little bit different. You want to just play it out this year with him and see what happens. Yeah, and me, if he leaves in free agency, fine. Donnie said w- you got to make a deal. You gotta to keep make it, him here yeah. long term. You got to make right him a
5: now. Penguin for the basically his last big uh, contract has to be with the Penguins. You know who? You know the power of his rhetoric got me on this. Donnie.
3: No, Starkey. Mm. <laughs> At old. Unbelievable. On the the showdown, he said, make a hockey trade. And I'm like, okay, good luck with that. That's hard to do. A team literally did that on Friday. I would have made the trade uh, that Vancouver made with Calgary. I would make a trade like that for Gensel, in case people missed it or don't know the terms of it. Lindholm, who's a center, got traded, Mm -hmm. who's the same age as Gensel in the last year of his contract. Different kind of player, but same age, Rental, got traded from Calgary to Vancouver. Here's what Calgary got back. They got two prospects who are middling prospects, Mm -hmm. whatever. They got a first-round pick, and they got a guy who scored 39 goals last year who's gotten buried by Tockett for whatever reason. He's in his doghouse. With another year on his contract making $5 million. Um, Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko is his name, exactly.
5: Andre Kuzmenko. He
3: scored 39 last year. He's playing on Calgary's top line right now. That's the type of deal where if you make it, it's like we we might have the best of both worlds. We might have the cake and we might be eating it too. And there's nothing that says, unless the team Gensel gets traded to, immediately brokers a long-term deal with him while the season is going on, you'll have your shot at him when free agency gets here in July to bring him back. So I kind of like that. That's my favorite option. It's a little bit more complicated. There are more moving parts for sure. But you made it sound like it's black and white. If I think there's a way to trade him and not punt on the season. You wouldn't be getting the best player back, but you might be able to keep hope alive for this year while at the same time, Helping your team out down the road. Try to thread that needle. That's why you're paying Kyle Dubas all this money. He's supposed to be the best GM in hockey. So smart. He made the contracts work for the Carlson trade. I never thought he'd be able to dump all that money in that deal, that was one of those made-up trades that callers give us. Hey, here's an idea. Let's trade for he the Norris that. Trophy winner. Sure. Give up all our bad players for he their best. He was and able he to do that it. for
5: one. Re- he was able to do that for one reason and one reason only. There was only one team Eric Carlson wanted to be dealt to, and he had the power to control that he got dealt to that team. If Eric Carlson was willing to play for the Carolina Hurricanes... You're right about that. ...that would have been a I different gr- proposition. I agree with you on that. So, I'm not going to My point is, in, in classic grumpy, mulesy fashion, I am not going to give Kyle Dubas an A-plus for a trade where literally the guy they traded for only wanted to come through.
3: So here. you wouldn't make
5: a hockey trade like that then? I wouldn't... I, you know what I think is the problem? You're... Your way here is going to be by far the most popular with our callers. I can almost guarantee it. You know why? That's if callers
3: want to chime in on this. We haven't done you know a big hockey topic in a while. Let's see if we get Do you want to know why this, this is going
5: to be popular with them? Because you're presenting the side where the Penguins have the potential to win twice. I'm presenting the realistic side. You ride it out. See what How happens. How is my
3: idea unrealistic? It happened in the NHL just a few days ago. Okay. I'm not citing something that happened in 1992. I'm giving did you Joe something have, that happened February 3rd. Did Joe 3rd. have people
5: in mind that he
3: would want to trade for? No.
5: Do you have people in mind? Not really.
6: <laughs> Understanding that there may have been something offered to him in the ballpark of $50 8.5 times 6. As of now, he's not signed. Let's just put it that way. So uh, more money. Will he get a better offer than that? Will Pittsburgh... Keep them despite not being signed.
5: From my end, there's there's been no talks of any sort, so I'm just trying to play hockey, and and that's all I'm kind
3: of just worried about right now. Okay, so Nick Kiprios up in Canada, Toronto, from Sportsnet, throwing out numbers. Now, uh, other reporters have refuted that. Six years and 50 million. I think it's got to be more than that if the Penguins are going to keep them here. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more than that. I'm sorry, I hear him talk, I, I think
5: about what Jake Ensel looks like, and I just think about devoting that kind of money to Happy Gilmore's caddy. It's just very difficult for me. Or is it Beavis or Butthead, who had the blonde hair? That was Beavis. Beavis? I believe so, Donnie, yeah. confirm that for us, please. Who That's was, the kind of real producing work we need to do Who had blonde show. hair, Beavis It was or definitely Beavis. Butthead was the, was the uh, dark-haired guy. I got a guy like, so we have somebody in the Beavis mentions here. Beavis was blonde. Here. Yeah. Uh, the Confluence says, you can't let Jake walk for nothing. And I, to that, I just say, Why? Why can't you just bring him, keep him
3: here for the whole stretch run, see what happens, and then if you lose him, you lose him? It's not totally nothing. It's close to nothing, but it's not nothing. If he leaves, you get the cap space of him not being like, what on the are you books. gonna?
5: And the cap's going to go up, so what are you going to do? Not sign players? If Crosby's still playing well, you make a decent playoff, you get into the playoffs and maybe win a round or two, and it looks like, like the main guy on this team is still going to be that dude
3: for another year or two? Why wouldn't people want to come here and play? Let's hear what our listeners think. The biggest story in Pittsburgh sports now that Arthur Smith is the Steelers' OC and Ron Cook has announced his retirement is Jake Gensel's future. And the second half of the Penguin season starts tonight against Winnipeg. 412-928-9370. Scott is in the South Hills to lead us off. Hello, Scott. Hey,
7: gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Anytime, man. What do you got for us on this one,
7: Scott? Um, the minutes forced Flurry out of that locker room was the minute they were done. That was six years ago. Crosby was the heart of that team, then Flurry was the soul. They've won one playoff series in the last six years, and that's not a coincidence. That team was done when Flurry left. That's it.
3: What does that have to do with Jake Gensel, Scott?
7: Well, what's the difference? If they trade him, then you got to trade Crosby. Crosby going to stick around for no winners, He's not going to. He wants to go to a team that can win.
3: How do you know that?
7: Because Gensel is the only winger that makes any difference on that team.
3: They've traded his top wingers before, Scott. Scott, was but this what? really just an ex- difference? Scott, was you this really, really just say, a reason to call really in and say that Fleury
5: being traded. Around, Hold on. Is this call's Gensel. entire purpose that when they let Flurry get away to Vegas? That that was the downfall of the Penguins. Just making sure here was
7: the dumbest personnel move. No, it Penguins wasn't. have ever made.
5: No, it wasn't because Matt. No one thought Matt Murray yeah, was going to hear suddenly go which bad. One it was. Matt Murray was the better goalie then. Which younger, better, are cheaper? Are you kidding
7: me? Younger, better, you really cheaper. Really think that yes. that defense led by Ian Cole was not the difference between Murray getting fifty saves a game at in that entire cup run and those two cup runs do you think Ian Cole had nothing to do with that
3: I, I don't know how we got into Ian Cole but thank you as their best defenseman they actually traded Ian Cole by the way because Mike Sullivan didn't like that he talked so much to the media yeah, I know that Latang didn't play on both of those cup runs was hurt for the second one but come on like Fleury was a huge part of them winning yes. the cup in 17 it- but it, guess
5: this, notion, what? this notion that Matt Murray was not a good player well, and that wasn't an obvious it,
3: decision is wild In hindsight, to me. it was the wrong move. Okay, in hindsight, but, but at the time, nobody was saying that. Yeah, in hindsight, it was the wrong move.
5: Ah, yes, Matt Murray, horrible in that first playoff run. 9.23 save percentage. He sucked. What are we doing here? We got people... Co- This is what happens. You say Gensel is the biggest story, and the first person we talked to has had an almost decade-long
3: grudge about Marc-Andre Fleury. 412-928-9370 if you want to follow up on that. I mean, the, the the one aspect to what that insane caller said that I think is relevant to some people is how does moving on from Gensel affect Sid's attitude towards the team? I do think that that's worth bringing up. I don't think it would be... Such a affront to his competitive juices and spirits that he'd look at it as a betrayal by the Penguins if they got rid of him. Uh, he's got one year on his contract after this. They'd have to show him this off that they could find a suitable replacement for Gensel. That would be a big task for for Dubis. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a a guarantee, a slam dunk that if one goes. One of the greatest hockey players of all time is out the door, too.
5: What, the, he, like, bangs his fist on the table and says, I want to go play with McKinnon? I mean, look, I don't
3: know Sid personally, but does, does Sid strike you as somebody at 37 years old that's or 38 years old when he becomes a free agent who wants to start over? Not and particularly. Have, and have a monumental change in his life? I
5: mean, I only his see preference, one, I
3: think, is to try to win here.
5: I only see one team where I feel like he would genuinely want to go, and that's to go play with McKinnon.
3: Bill they're, is on the Cole
5: fan. Harbor buddies. Hello,
3: Bill. You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Bill.
7: Hey, uh, I think we'd be foolish to get rid of Gensel. Uh, why try to replace Gensel when you already have Gensel? It don't make no sense.
3: Well, because he doesn't have a, he doesn't have another year on his contract, Bill. Would that's you be why willing to question. keep him this season without the knowledge or
5: guarantee that they could even sign him in the offseason? Because that's where I'm at. I'm fine with it. Roll the dice. Try to make a run this year. That's what I, I say, I, Bill. I,
7: I think they should sign him in the offseason. I think especially if they're planning on keeping Crosby and Malkin on a team. Sure, but Bill, when, when you
5: keep them and you don't have a deal done with him, you always court the risk that he's going to hit free agency this offseason and, gonna get a and somebody's offer. just going to knock his socks off. And you're even if you desperately want to keep him, you won't be able to.
8: Okay, but you should
7: still try to do that. Try to sign him. It just don't make no sense to me to go out looking for another Gensel when you have Gensel
3: on your team. Well, I think they are trying. There's a difference between trying and actually being able to get it done. The agent went on the NHL radio channel on Sirius XM and said last month, quote, uh, that this could get ugly. It was what he said about negotiations between the two. And Dubas made it sound like there were very little talks before uh, the All-Star break, and Gensel said in that clip that we played that there haven't there hasn't been any talk on his end. Now, is he talking about him talking directly to the team, or is he talking about his agent, too? I don't know. You'd like to think that they're trying to get a long-term deal done. But it sounds that,
5: like, at least to some extent, the agent thinks he's going to cash in big that, when he hits the market. That
3: would be my preference, to try to sign him long-term. My preference but would be— But short of that is, I'm fine with making a hockey trade to get something back and then revisit signing him in the offseason. My, my preference would be he signs another
5: hilarious team-friendly deal, which he's not going to do. But failing that, play out this season, and if he—to use an Yvonne Drago quote repurposed, if he walks, he walks.
3: is Presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and h provider for over 50 years. Jake Gensel suiting up tonight. For how much longer is the Penguins' six spots out of a wild card spot? They do have games in hand, four of them. They've played the fewest games in the East. They are trying to uh, catch Detroit and Toronto in the wild card. And then in the division, Philadelphia. So that's where they stand on the outside looking in. So, what do they do with Jake Gensel? 412 928 9370 is the question of the day. Here is our number two fan, Jeff in South Park. Hello, Jeff.
0: Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, hey. Jeff. So, um, there's definitely, I guess you would call it a lizard brain part of me that says we should absolutely keep Jake Gensel, especially when some of those Yahoos up in Canada are saying that uh, we owe it to Crosby to send him elsewhere to finish out his career like he's Tom Brady. I hate that comparison, by the way. I hate it. But the thing is, I if we trade him... Look, I don't subscribe to the fact that if the Pens trade Jake, then they're going to automatically be a bottom feeder. I think if they make a smart trade to bring in a few pieces, they can make the lineup deeper. The team needs depth. They need to need to change their mindset and roster construction of basically two offensive lines, one good defensive line, and one black hole line. If they would come around to the fact that Sid and Gino can't do it by themselves and bring in solid depth players where they can roll four lines, they would be much better off. Four lines that could actually score. So that means no more, you know, Jansen Harkins and Jeff Carter's of the world. Um, If they can get something like a package from, I don't know, Carolina where you get, Seth Jarvis back, who's only 21. And, uh, God, even the Rangers guys were talking about sending four players if you could, uh, if you could uh, send Jake with an extension in hand. I mean, including Capo Kako. I don't know that the, that the Penguins would uh, trade him uh, in division like that. But, uh, man, I mean, if you, you don't have to automatically think that you're going to be a bottom feeder All if right, you Jeff, trade that him. sounds and, like and, a
3: vote for trade. I'm going to put you in the trade column. Is what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and, I mean, and
0: I mean, and I think, I think. And Malzi loved your Dubis points. Has...
3: Malzi, you should have seen him nodding throughout that soliloquy du- by mean, you.
0: I mean, I think Compelling is going smart about it. As long as, he, as long as he's smart about it, then yeah, do it.
3: All right, thank you, Jeff. Do it. Do it now. Do you like. Just made some money on that, by the way, on that Jeff call. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us. So Malsy and I know how much Jeff loves the Penguins, and I made a I made a deal with Malsy. I bet with him. I said, as soon as Jeff starts his point, I want you to take your headset off, walk out of the studio, and do a lap around the building, and see if by the time you're back, Jeff is still in the middle of making his Penguins case to trade or keep Jake Genson. The reason being, and he sure is sure enough. He's our sharpest Penguins caller. He's very well, definitely our most in the passionate. There's no yeah. doubt about that.
5: Yeah, I should say. Yeah, he's most passionate. He's very well read on all hockey. Uh, unlike the guy who just said they ruined the whole team by uh, trading Flurry seven years or leaving Flurry exposed and then whatever, doing the deal with Vegas. But yes, I did make it back. It's like a fifty, was that about a fifty second walk around the building doing a quick lap at a normal walking pace. He was still going strong.
3: Todd is next. Hello, Todd.
9: Hey, guys. Um, I would reluctantly lean on the side of trading Gensel. Um, you guys mentioned Calgary they're in a similar spot in the standings that the penguins are. I think Calgary has like 49 points and five points out of a playoff spot. The penguins are similar. I know the penguins have some games in hand and I might wait a couple weeks to see how they play with those games in hand. But my, my main reason is, is that I don't know realistically why we would think this team is any different than last year or really the last four or five years. when, when Carlson was supposed 13, to be that reason
3: Carl what's different you brought in the Norris trophy winner from last year you made a huge change to your team in the Yeah, season. but it hasn't
9: shown I know you really haven't seen anything from that I mean I know it's right they're only 40 some games in I guess but Todd seems, I would have I guess, made the enough.
3: Calgary trade if they would have come to me and said we prefer Gensel to Lindholm and they're giving me a guy that scored almost 40 goals last year first round pick and prospects I'm probably making that trade
9: I just think maybe change. I think at some point you have to change the chemistry or change the culture. I, I'm not saying Gensel's the problem. I'm just saying, you know, how long do you just keep doing the same thing and getting the same results? That's why I think that, that that's why I
3: think they made the Carlson trade, Chris. He was,
5: supposed, was
3: supposed to be the to guy that up. ignited. He is the and guy rebooted these older players, Here's these older the other stars.
5: Thing. He is the guy. We agree on this by far. Who's on the roster? Who has the most? Who can have the most say in whether they make a serious push here? In terms of variance in what his production has been versus what we expected it to be, yeah.
3: In terms of what's left to give, yeah. I mean, what, Sidney or, Crosby is playing by as well. reputation.
5: What you think he should give? Malkin's I don't think that there's another second. level
3: to Sid's game. I think what he's doing now is perfect.
5: It happens to be still top five type guy in the league. Gensel's been. Largely very good. Gensel's a point-per-game guy, and he's scoring a lot of goals. He's on pace to score almost 40. But, I mean, to me, this team goes the rest of the way. 36 games left in the season. They go, as Eric Carlson, into a.
3: I
6: have to trade Gensel. I mean, I'll be honest. This well, team so is Well, so stupid team.
3: then, Ted, because Malzi said keep him and then let him walk in free agency. So you're calling Malzi stupid.
6: Hey, look. You
5: can
3: say they, if the shoe fits, traded, wear it, they, Ted. They, it's they fine. Traded,
6: they traded James Neal, who they get, Hornquist. You have to get something from them now. Even if you get a number one draft pick and, and a proven player or something, this team is too old. You trade them now while you can get something. They're too too—they're too much of a one-line team. There's no other scoring. That's, that's, you you don't have a
3: second line, third line, and fourth line that can score consistently. Well, then you really don't want to kneel you, for Hornqvist
5: Hornquist type of trade because that was still a one-player-for-one-player. One it was a stylistic well, hockey Well Spalding
3: trade. came back in that deal, too, but he was just oh, a Oh, yeah, so guy. memorable you called him Spalding and not oh, it's Spalding. Spalding. Yes. Correct. Spalding,
5: get your foot off the boat.
3: Uh, I want to get to the, these Peter King comments in a second here. I was driving in. I want to see if you guys have seen this car. I didn't get a license plate number. I so thought that would be inappropriate. Car? I I wanted to take a picture of the car. I don't do that. But I then don't I take thought the if I do that, and I, it was a hard thing for me to do, and not have. Did it have an ass man license plate? It did not. It's a guy that was driving. I think a Ford Focus. A, a gray or, or silver Ford Focus, and it, this was on uh, 79 today, 79 right. North trying to get to the Parkway over near Carnegie, mm-hmm. it's and it's grounds. just, he's got banners on the sides and front of his car, and it just says, six-time Super Bowl champion in yellow, mm-hmm. Steelers logos, on the back it says, 90 TJ, it says, say what, question mark, 90 TJ What? And it's just a normal car. A well, Ford Focus. Very responsible and car. And it's not black. It's not gold. It's not black and gold paint job. It's just a silver slash gray. I am I have a hard time because of my color blindness differentiating okay, between those colors. but you know colors. it's not black and gold. And he just looks like he took uh, lettering or whatever that you can just... Why not just get a black car or a yellow car? And it's just six-time Super Bowl champion, Steelers logos, even like he replaced on the front of the car where you would see like the um Mercedes-Benz the deca- like the the logo yeah yeah that's like up on the yeah sure the um uh the hood of the car yeah well Ford
5: doesn't have it put up in
3: the No air. I know but he glued like a silver heisman Lombard-
5: looking
10: oh.
3: why not gl- figurine on why there why not glue like a silver Lombardi fake Lombardi trophy I know but I, I, right that would be
10: more I've appropriate.
5: Never, I've not seen this car. I've This a is lot like the second
3: time I've seen this car driving into work, and I'm like, this guy is one of the – he took a, Also
5: just randomly shouting out T.J. Watt, who unfortunately, despite
3: his greatness – There's, there's has, no other names on the Has car. nothing to do with any of the Super Bowls. There's no – ro- one of the there, tragedies of his career so far. That there, you know, now that I think about it, there might have been a – Palomalu's name might have been on there.
5: That but, is a strange one. Yeah.
3: I have another vehicle
5: question. Based I, 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 I want to know where the guy you know what? If you're the Ford Focus guy, call in. 412 928 9370 I'm sure people have seen this if vehicle Pony, before. If Pony described your ride and you're listening to this show, I actually do want to talk to you. I have questions for you. I do. I have a question real quick. I saw this car yesterday driving in and now today it was going the other way on the parkway west. It was going outbound. I was coming inbound today. And then I saw it when we were both going inbound. Yeah. It has a siren on top, I think like a like a fire truck it's not a blue and red police siren all right it's an organ donor vehicle so it was from Kentucky mm. coming to transplant like an organ for an organ transplant my question for you is this do we assume because of the time sensitive nature of that that they're allowed to go faster that they're allowed to just break every traffic law in the books once they've got the organ that they need i would think so cuz going out clearly they were getting it from a hospital
3: around here yeah, yesterday because that would be like an emergency vehicle right. that's like a and then his ass an was, ambulance. he was hauling down the parkway west outbound back to kentucky i think so I had think the so.
5: sirens flashing yep
3: one of my buddies ian Ma- i'd have to ask my buddy ian manzano he got that job in high school he delivered now was this the guy organs. whose dad
5: was in construction
3: no this was the guy whose dad was a uh, um mortician as ironically That's as it right. turned out and his mom used to get mad if we put our bikes on the front lawn right cuz it would kill the grass or spit in their lawn did they have a dog they did not she okay. was too well, dog or pee would, for, re- dog pee would dog. really
5: do a number on your lawn. Uric yeah. acid, things like that. I want to know, though, seriously, if you're the Ford Focus guy who's got the six Lombardis and all that and TJ Watt
4: randomly on Donnie, have on you there, seen this
10: human
3: being i, I want to talk about? to
4: you. No, I've never seen that car. Have you guys ever seen – might be a better chance that Malzi has seen this guy just because he's lived here longer. Have you ever seen the guy I've, – I've seen him in Southside a couple of times. There was a time or two when I lived there that I was behind him it's the guy that dresses like the Joker like the Heath Ledger Joker really yeah like he's just, just on want- like a motorcycle they I drive have not through seen, the South. I've not seen Heath Ledger
5: joke.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on
5: your first three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum
3: $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
5: Booker guy, actually. And the, the, the funny
4: thing is, it's like, oh, it's just like any other guy in the South Side. Like, look,
3: I get if a guy wants to deck out his car because he's going to the Steelers game. So you see that at tailgates all the time at Steelers game where it's, like, personalized... They got the little vans and flags. buses and stuff. Yeah. yeah, sure, that makes sense. The You're season's going to the game. over, it's, uh, the, it's early February, and these look like permanent stickers can you imagine that, that he
5: put on his car. Can you imagine him having to go to a funeral? They've got to put that little flag on his car, and it's this solemn procession, and then here's six Lombardis, and DJ Watts'
3: number. Yep. Pick a, Can you imagine picking up somebody I, for a date in that car? You know, I really regret, regret that I couldn't, like, get to the side of him and get a picture of the car without the license plate responsible driving
5: though you had to be responsible also you are the world's slowest driver so if that guy was going even one mile above the speed limit he was dusting you
3: fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years Colin follows us he texted in to say this car that I described decked out in Steelers stickers that said six-time Super Bowl champion and randomly a T.J. Watson name on the back. <laughs> Belongs to longtime fan infamous, listener, infamous fan listener and caller. Lightning Ozzy, Woo! Who back in the day when there was a 540 segment called the free-for-all and you could just call in and it was Jim Rome style, you just would go on a rant. Like a 30-second timer. And he would always make that noise. He would
5: just he would say an inane point
3: usually. He'd scream, this is Lightning Ozzy, and then he'd make that noise again. Do it. Right. (laughs) Woo! But I always thought that guy was, like, old. Maybe in his 60s. Like, back when the station started? Yeah, the guy that I saw driving around today was, like, in his 40s, I think.
5: Can you imagine if Lightning Ozzy started off, like, younger than we are now, and he was doing those takes?
2: This here's Lightning Ozzy!
5: Who is uh who is the best early caller in fan history? Because he's like a fan early days guy. He's the uh the fan Triassic period.
3: I like Lily in North for sales, but I don't think she's. With I think us Lily
5: has long since she sent part of the mortal realm.
3: She sent like old burlesque photos to. Now wait, the station. we don't actually Black think that white. those
5: were real pictures of her. She sent them to Giannotti specifically.
3: Yeah, there was like l- lipstick on there. She kissed the pictures.
5: Yeah. We were pretty sure that she was just in like she a... She claimed
3: she was in her 20s, but the pictures were from the 1950s. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Physically impossible.
3: So this keeps coming up on Cook and Joe. They have Peter King every week, which is really cool. And Joe put Peter King through another game of free association at the end of the interview today. And this is what Peter King said to this question. Russell
0: Wilson's next team will be Pittsburgh.
5: Ooh. Do that sound again. We maybe Russell
0: need. Wilson's next team will be Pittsburgh.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Donnie, you want to try here? Russell
0: come. Wilson's next team will be Pittsburgh.
3: Ooh. <laughs> He's like hooting like an owl. One more time, all three Russell of us. Russell
0: Wilson's next team will be <laughs> Pittsburgh. Ooh.
3: <laughs> Or like a ghost. <laughs> very scary to Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I would be scared. I, I will uh, get my, my mic off. My opinion on uh, a Russell Wilson deal will be this if it comes to fruition. In that situation, I will want Pickett to beat him out and be their quarterback. I have very, very little interest in seeing the Russell Wilson experiment after it failed in denver relaunch here his
5: time in denver is very that this year for him there is very weird the counting numbers
3: look good started bad looked really good in the middle and then ended horrifically with a contract dispute that got him benched for but like he was he was playing
5: better that's the point it started bad it started to get better and then it seems like the team unilaterally decided this isn't you know this isn't going the direction they looked we like they might make the
3: playoffs after they beat the chiefs and then the the game where it all went to hell in a handbasket for him was the game after the steelers lost to the colts that night where they went to detroit and he was awful and I think at that point Sean Payton made a decision. There was a disagreement on the on the sideline where he ripped into him and I think he was like, I can't the win weird, with this guy. The
5: weird thing is he didn't even throw an I know he wasn't good in that game. He didn't even throw an interception. No, though. but they got shellacked. No, I well, they got shellacked, but is it his problem? They gave up forty two. Like here's the problem I have with it. He he's very underwhelming, like, at this point to me, as far as a fit. We know Arthur Smith wants a quarterback who not only can but wants to get out and move around the pocket. And Wilson in his early days did that really well. He threw on the run, he moved the pocket around, and he was great. He doesn't seem to want to do that. Even as I say that now, I think it is inarguable he is a better player than Kenny Pickett. He threw 26 touchdowns last year. I mean, I know that he's underwhelming and he is getting into his late 30s, and I think there's a lot of odd stuff that comes with the Russell Wilson experience, like ancillary stuff, that I would be probably rolling my eyes at. The guy is a better quarterback than anybody that has played the position here since Ben Roethlisberger. That's not saying much of anything. I am aware of that, but I don't even think it's necessarily close. He was bad last year in Denver, 2022, that is. He wasn't as good as the numbers suggested his final year in Seattle, I thought. But like... There's it's still, been a long time there's since he still won some anything, Russell, Chris. I know. There's still some Russell
3: Wilson in there from like the vintage years where his numbers were just eye-popping. Yeah, and I think some of that is Sean Payton is a really good offensive coach. I think he's a much better offensive coach than Arthur Smith. His time
5: ending in Denver seems to me to be far more motivated by Sean Payton did not like him personally and decided to kind of do him dirty on that. That's how I took that situation. And I say that as no like big fan of Russell Wilson. But why would Sean Payton
3: do that and make it personal when there's no attractive plan B there? Jarrett Stidham is the backup Because Sean Payton
5: probably has enough of an ego to think that he will make whatever the plan B is attractive because he's Sean
3: Payton. It also bothers me that he got replaced in Seattle by a journeyman quarterback, and that guy made them better and played better. And the Steelers are going to be on a guy that's on his third team in his late 30s, and he's going to find the fountain of youth with this organization? No, he's not. Clearly. But Peter King keeps saying it, and if Peter King keeps saying it, it makes me think he knows something that we don't. Well, clearly, I think Peter has –
5: do you read into that the way he's talking about Wilson to Pittsburgh? Do you read into it that Peter King is also a Russell Wilson fan? Because I do. It makes me think Peter King likes Because we know Peter King is one of the people nationally, likes the Steelers, values what the Steelers do and the way they do it. I think he's trying to connect two dots that he likes.
3: Okay, so I think, what, well, I think what you're maybe implying there is that Peter King has someone inside the Russell Wilson camp who may have said to him, man, if Russ could have his druthers, he'd want to be in Pittsburgh next year. Although, yeah. yeah I think that's possible.
5: It's possible. I've also heard, though, that Russ, and this is more believable... Uh, I've seen things like written that rumor-mongering out there that he would rather be in a big market like a Vegas type of place. His wife is a very famous recording artist. Mm -hmm. I think Russell Wilson likes branding,
3: don't you? Yes. (laughs) But that's a good brand to be associated with, the Steelers brand. But
5: but I think I'm saying more Russell Wilson likes being associated with branding away from football. Is Pittsburgh the best place to brand yourself into other business ventures, which I think he pretty clearly has on his mind for later in life? No,
3: but... Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City, and I don't think it matters that he's in a small market because of his. Well, he's already the cachet. second best
5: quarterback who's ever put on cleats, and Russell
3: Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback with a famous wife,
5: who right now is not the second best quarterback
3: who's ever put on cleats. I think if I, I think I, I mean, is is Denver this this mecca where if you if you play there, all of these endorsement opportunities and but he got things outside there. of football. He, didn't,
5: he got traded there. He didn't have a choice in the matter.
3: But he wanted to get traded. He wanted out of Seattle. Okay. That's I don't think he about went being, there that's more about, screaming.
5: Sure, but that's more about wanting to be out of Seattle than it is anything else. That's all I'm saying.
3: Well, Russell Wilson can try to be picky all he wants. I just don't see many landing spots for him. So if it's not – if it's Peter King – if Peter King's not getting this – information from russell wilson is he getting it from inside the steelers that he keeps hearing hey we're gonna do our homework on russell wilson when he you think that's more likely i was i was gonna say
5: that's i don't know if it's more likely it's the far more interesting thing than russell wilson's people begging him to get his name out there like if if peter king has found out that the steelers are really interested you know what it tells me that the mobile quarterback stuff from mike tomlin isn't maybe as big of a deal as it as it we've been led to believe because he's just not really a mobile player. anymore.
3: And the stuff about their belief or trust in Kenny Pickett is that temporary.
5: And that is, that for me has always been throughout this entire off season process to this point has always been plausible. I don't, we we said they, they wanted him to get competition. They weren't going to anoint him. He needs to be better. None of that was like unequivocal praise. Like we're not shaken in our faith in this guy. A lot of what they've said, you don't have to squint too hard to get to, they're, they have a wandering eye. They're looking around at
3: other situations. This dude that dresses up like the Joker and drives his motorcycle around Pittsburgh is real. Donnie asked if we had ever seen him on the south side. I don't really go to the south side anymore. I said no. And Brian Batko, minutes later, Steelers insider from the Post-Gazette, must have surreptitiously taken this picture of him when he was on 28, in bumper to bumper traffic next to the guy and he does go all out. He he looks like the comic book version of the Joker, Chris. With the green hair and the purple jacket. Wait,
5: you've got the picture?
3: Yeah. It he looks Where's it at?
4: I, I retweeted it. Brian oh, okay, responded to he me with it. He looks
3: like the uh Jack Nicholson Michael Keaton Joker uh version of the character. I mean, he's got dude,
5: it's it really is impressive. How do you not – so I'm looking at his plates there. No
3: helmet. That's a controversial move. Would the Joker wear a helmet? Well, no. So
5: you look at the back the of the The back bike. has a
3: Joker helmet. Is that clearly. a helmet? Yes. That's a, that's a Joker
5: helmet, Pony. Look at it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, here's my question. Why isn't he wearing it? it just he's also a, hold on though. Hold on. There's two things. The two Joker questions. likes to live on the edge. Two questions here for for
3: me. American flag on the back. That's
5: one of them. <laughs> I thought the Joker was like an anarchist. Why would he?
3: God bless the USA. That is true. Yeah. So why is the
5: Joker repping the American flag? That's everything he stands for would be opposite. Probably that. Probably
3: sitting there in bumper to bumper traffic, either listening to us or a little Toby Keith resting. Did peace. he? Did he try? did this Joker guy try
5: to pull this act in another country and they wouldn't let him? So he's like, well, at least I can do it here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Then how do you just have a regular-ass license plate and not like
3: T-H-E-J-O-K-R? Or just yeah. Joker?
5: Yeah, it
4: should
3: just be Joker. There's Maybe he's a... already taken. Maybe somebody in Erie dresses up like the Joker and drives around. T-H, so there's five five uh, symbols in
5: his license plate, five numbers or digits, whatever you want to call it. T H. J.K.R. and this
3: isn't Halloween. This is a lifestyle decision by this guy. He just dresses up like the Joker.
5: Does he looks the face like he, paint. he looks like he's in pretty good shape. Like he doesn't look like he's heavy set. So he's the Joker working out. I guess the Joker's never been a fat character yeah. in movies. So he's even keeping himself like in shape to make sure he looks wiry like the Joker. How often do you think he's got to do his hair to make sure it looks? See that that's what
4: I was wondering. Point. Like, is this an everyday? Sort of venture or there's are there like some days where he's like, nope, I'm just I'm just Bill. I'm Bob. Yeah, <laughs> like whoever <he laughs> From is am accounting or like does he do the get up every single day
3: uh, based on the helmet. And the fact that this is people have seen him other than you. At random times, not just around Halloween, I would say it's a concerted effort to be the Joker in real life. That is very weird. Man,
5: and also, so here's another thing. So the picture Batco sent you is clearly from the summer leaves on the trees. It doesn't look like that would be a chilly thing. Now, granted, you're on a motorcycle. That's going to cool you down with the mm-hmm. wind. But is he riding around like this in the winter when it's very cold to sit on a motorcycle and
3: without a jacket on? He has a second vehicle. It's a, it's a Dodge Toyota, It's a Toyota Corolla. Just a very responsible, economical sedan. He drives an Astro van dressed up as the Joker creeps people out. The helmet had to have cost over $1,000 to get it custom done that way. Had to. Really? Donnie, see if you can look up Joker motorcycle helmets (laughs) and see if they're popular. Maybe they are. All right, we've got some Super Bowl audio here. Hmm. Someone went to what is supposed to be a fun night, the Super Bowl uh, media night, and asked Patrick Mahomes about his dad getting arrested for a third DUI.
10: he's doing good. Uh, I haven't don't really want to get into it too much, but um, I mean, he's doing good for for whatever the, the situation is. What do you feel about your dad? Um it's a family matter, so I'll just keep it to the family. Um and that's all I really have to say at this point.
5: The I feel actually feel bad for Mahomes, the quarterback that his dad's irresponsibility is putting him in this position to be asked about it on a big week. Doing good for whatever the situation is is a very weird way to say. My dad just got his third DWI.
3: It doesn't sound like he's done.
10: Oh, well,
2: we're going for three, and then we're gonna
10: go for four,
2: five, six, seven, and eight, nine. You've got to be kidding me. That's not
5: Patrick Mahomes, senior. Yes, it, it is. That—that's that,
4: him after they won the AFC okay.
5: championship.
4: Oh,
2: well, we're going for three, and then we're gonna go for four, five, six,
3: seven, and eight, nine. That one came back to bite him awfully fast. Pirates legend right there. That's right. That's exactly
4: right. I have a buddy that has a Mahomes Senior Pirates jersey.
3: Brock Purdy's old man was drafted by the Pirates, I think. Who, Lee Harvey Oswald? He looks just like him. He looks like
5: a
4: yeah. descendant of I've Lee seen Harvey that Oswald tweet going Brock
3: Purdy, Brock Purdy's dad was drafted. He actually
5: I remember that. And wasn't was. Jared Goff's dad a member of the he organization was. too? He was. Again, so we've got to figure out who can who can have a kid who plays quarterback and then make sure the
3: Steelers draft him. Sean Purdy had a minor league baseball career. Oh, maybe it wasn't with the Pirates. Mm. The Angels. Close enough. They're career. practically neighboring teams. Career with the Halos. My bad. Uh, I don't think that Mahomes is going to be impacted by this the same way that Andy Reid was when his son got in all that trouble right before the Super Bowl lost to Tampa, where there was that DUI car accident. That was a h- horrific incident that permanently ruined somebody's life. Yep. This um, is just one person making a really dumb decision. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother has made some dumb decisions, and it hasn't affected him on the field. It doesn't seem like. I ju- I do feel for Mahomes. It just it, the it brother's is. a
5: complete screw up. The yep. dad
3: appears to be a total screw
5: up now. And every sense I get from him, he's got like one incident everyone points to that he was whining coming off the field after a game. That's like the worst thing you can say yeah. about him. Like he really does just see people. You know, apparently, there are stories that his wife isn't always the nicest to people in Kansas City. I hear that too. He just seems to be a guy who wants to go out, play football, eat ketchup, and sound like Kermit the Frog I, mixed with Garrett Cole. I don't think Mahomes' dad can have a drink at the game now. He shouldn't. He absolutely shouldn't. Would you, you know want the serve camera's going to be? Lo- uh, I wouldn't. No. No, I would. He's in
3: a suite, and he goes, you know, Bud Light. I think I'd be like, dude, did you just get arrested for this?
5: I mean, I'm cynical enough to feel like somehow a car service or like an Uber is gonna try to do a quick commercial, quick turnaround like thing with him. You know,
3: I'm taking an Uber tonight. <laughs> That's his version of I'm going to Disney right. World after the game. I'm taking an Uber back to the hotel. Like I'm he just so sloshed, and he's like, I'm going with Lyft.
5: Yeah. Like, I'm so cynical that I feel like somebody has probably pitched that idea
3: somewhere. I'm dead serious, man. Oh, you are really cynical about stuff.
5: Wait a minute, though. Do you think that my basic premise here, that somebody in some ad meeting did not pitch the idea of, look, we know he's in trouble, he might be facing jail time, but wouldn't it be great for us if we could get him to say on camera, I'm taking a Lyft tonight or I'm taking Uber? Somebody in there would say,
3: that's a powerful message. The confettis raining down is power. It's like this big celebratory thing, and here comes a straight-faced, stone-faced Patrick Mahomes Sr. saying, I'm taking lift tonight.
4: I yeah. would almost guarantee that
5: meeting has been had. Thank you. That's
3: all I'm saying. Ireland, can either of you
5: right now tell me what time it is in Brazil and Rio, which would be, I think, the same time as in Sao Paulo. Uh, Rio, uh,
10: can either one of you
5: tell me what time it is in Rio right now?
3: I think it is uh, 12 midnight. Come on, I, think, I don't know. I think it's the same time it is here. Four o'clock. Two hours ahead of us. Six o'clock already. Oh, that's it. If
5: you drew a straight line like up from Rio, you'd be in the middle of the North Atlantic.
3: It's it's way east of here. People have no idea. Guy in my neighborhood when I was walking Stella and the dogs on Sunday was just blasting Rio by Duran Duran with the windows down. Across the Rio Grande. But I don't think that's
5: about Rio. Her herself. name is Rio, and she dances in the sand. Of course, it's about a woman named Rio. Thank you for clarifying.
3: Is it about a woman in Rio? <laughs> uh, here's Alan on the fan. Hello, Alan. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Alan. Thanks for taking my call.
1: I've never been down to Rio. I want to go. I've been to Costa Rica twice,
5: which is probably half the flying time. <clears throat> Have you been to Sao Paulo somehow
3: and not gone to Rio?
1: No, no. I'd like to go to Sao Paulo.
3: All right, thank you, Alan. Not really sure why you called in then, but we appreciate you hearing from you, and we always appreciate you listening. Brad is next. Hello, Brad. Brad? Yep. Hi, Brad. Hey, you're guys. On You been to Sao Paulo, Brad?
6: I have been to Sao Paulo.
3: Have you been to Rio as well? I I'm not buying it. I think it's another guy making it up. I told you. I have been to Sao Paulo. <laughs> okay, then. Good talk. I, too, had sex with Katie this is my man Lysol he's fresh out the joint here is Carl in Turtle Creek hello Carl yeah guys I've, yeah I've been down there well. don't do well I don't but, buy goodbye.
2: it goodbye. <laughs> don't what are
3: we doing you know what we're doing I, I told you it does a person in our audience who's been to the place where the Steelers are 50 50 to open the season next year per Mark Cabali does not exist but then again should we really take anything Mark says seriously? He thinks Mitch Trubisky is going to be back as their, starting, as their backup quarterback and also said today the Steelers would, quote, love to bring Levi Wallace back.
5: Yeah, he did his 10 unrestricted free agents on their roster, none of which are starting caliber players. Love to have Levi, Levi well, he, Wallace back. He also back. said they'd like to have Mason Rudolph back and listed him at number one, and every sense I get is that they do not want him back. Agreed. Because they think it'll muddy the waters and poison the well and with Kenny. And they don't Kenny. think
3: he's good enough to— to justify, to doing justify that. that.
5: Yep. I think it would create rifts between the teammates and that if he was a great player, it would be a non issue, but he's not a great player. And I actually
3: player. agree with them on that.
5: Yeah, I think it's I think it's prudent that if you are committed to Kenny Pickett, you can't bring back a guy who had three good games or whatever, two good games, one over his teammates, and then expect that you're gonna get an entire good season out of him. Think the, about it. The reason Mark, though, I think says Rudolph's priority one is because Mark, I believe, I believe thinks that if Mason were given a shot, he'd win the job and go on to prove that he is a good Mark NFL player. Mark thinks that
3: Mason is better than Kenny.
5: What well, I don't even think it ends there, though. I think Mark believes, and a lot of other people that have kind of banged the table for Mason Rudolph. I think they believe Mason, if he's given a real chance to be the man, will take it and run with it, a la Geno Smith. I don't understand why they would want Levi Wallace back, though. Levi Wallace came with us, uh, or came over to us in training camp. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Could not have been a cooler guy. Funny interview. The kind of stuff we like when these guys show personality and say funny things. Talked about Donnie's double stack challenge, I think, with us and was dog and taco Bell. Yes, he did. And then
3: had a very bad season. Yep. We jinxed him. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. These well, two things can be true. Steelers are going to Brazil, according to Mark Cabali. Have you been there? 4129289370. Here's Bill on the fan. Hello, Bill. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm not going to ask you how
8: you're doing. Hey, I was just calling to challenge Pony on his uh, six people going to uh, Sao Paulo.
3: Yes, are you one of them?
8: I've been there three times myself. For business or pleasure? Business. What was it like? Uh, It's a huge city, I'll tell you that. There's 20 million people down there. Traffic is a bear uh, but it's not all that uh, difficult to get around because rem- people don't pay attention to, uh, you know, traffic signals and stuff like that.
5: Oh, Zeiss oh, would love it down there. Uh, I've- I said Zeiss, who also doesn't pay attention oh, to traffic Zeiss, okay. so- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. Heard it's- I've heard it's somewhat like the United States down there, that it's a little bit reminiscent. Bill, at least compare right in the to cities. an American
3: city.
8: Uh, it depends on what part of the city you're in. Some parts of it, uh, you know, they're they're uh, ghettos. I'll be honest. They're well, yeah, ghettos.
5: They, they, they call them down there. They're favelas. They're
3: very tightly packed housing. It's very rough.
8: Oh, yes, it is. Very Bill, much great so. Great
3: cultural city. People go down there for this game in September. They're going to see, like, a cultural mecca, great, uh great uh, cosmopolitan town?
8: Uh, pretty much so. I You know, I didn't get to do much sightseeing because I was on vaca- or vacation. Listen to me. I was on here on business. But uh, I know that there are some uh, fantastic, um, let's say, opera houses, symphony, was that kind of thing, the theater, and uh, what is it, International? Is it International Boulevard there or is that Buenos Aires? Damn, I can't remember. How about remember the quiz International
5: in Boulevards in Buenos Aires, I believe.
8: Okay, okay. How's I the How's the
5: food? There. They got those Brazilian steakhouses up here that we all love. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes wild for it. How's the uh, the food
8: down there? Uh, if you're at a true Brazilian Steakhouse, and I, I forget how you say it in Spanish, but... Uh, like
5: a churrascaria or something. Uh, right yeah, it was,
8: go hungry, okay? And the other thing, if you go, I mean, you name it, they get the beef, they get the pork, they got, you know, everything, barbecue. Yeah. And they have these little symbols on the table they are red and green. Oh,
5: yeah, we get those Oh, yeah, here. we know. Red light, stop Stop oh, bringing yeah. the meats well, on a spit. Green light, bring the meats. Well,
8: no, no one told me about that, and the green light was on. They come by giving me all kinds of meat oh, on Oh, you
5: had to have a pile of meat on that plate. No, I
3: don't want any
8: more. That's
5: well, enough.
3: Congratulations on all Bill's success.
5: Um, It is, like, considered an alpha city, which is, like, basically, if you're an alpha world city, you're one of the most cosmopolitan, like, melting pot type cities in the world. Is it ranked ahead of Rio de Janeiro in most city rankings? It's Rio is, like, the tourist city. Sao Paulo is, you know what, here, Rio's Miami, Sao Paulo is New York.
10: Does
3: that make sense? More sense to you? Let's see if Damon agrees. Hello, Damon.
1: Hey, yeah, no, I actually, you took the words out of my mouth. I've been to Sao Paulo, I think, three or four times on business, and I was going to say closer to New York. Hmm. Um, if Steelers fans had it. a
3: choice this season for Vegas or Sao Paulo for a game, which one would you tell them to do? Oh, I mean, you got go to go Sao Paulo.
1: I mean, Vegas is is a little bit played out, and uh-huh. Sao Paulo for the cultural aspect. Beef is incredible. Got to steer clear, steer clear of the Fava Velas. Um, what's, that? You know, that's... what's that
5: code for? No, those are the those are the oh. slums. The Fava Velas. Thank yeah. you. I, I was yeah. trying
3: to say it the right way and I couldn't do it. You got red light districts <laughs> down there, Damon? I don't know. Not my cup of tea. Good but answer. I'll tell you
1: that uh, you know, when I was down there, uh, my, I, our driver picked us up and he had bulletproof windows on the glass. And I said, whoa, uh, what's this all about? And he said, it's not about guns. It's about unfortunately for for folks who are trying to make a buck if they'll you know you're stopped at a stoplight they'll use something to smash the window and try to grab something and that and that's really when you're in the bad parts of town and frankly you know every major city is going to have bad parts of town but great beef incredible culture down there and everyone that i met was uh how do you think donnie
3: football and the nasty boys would do down there you get like 30 of those guys together and they do like vrbo or something like that you think they could make (laughs) it work?
1: Yeah, they might.
3: I don't know. I don't know. All right, thanks, Damon. I think that would
4: be like, uh, what is it, the second hangover where they go to Bangkok? <laughs> I think that's I think that's similar to how that, that I think, trip would man, go. I think, one of, Sweet- I think
3: one of the boys would go missing.
4: I think that would be America's <laughs> sweetheart, Joe Smeltzer. Well, I don't know who has a— Penn State beat repo- no, reporter. No,
5: because I think you guys are all so protective of America's sweetheart, you'd almost form like a ring around him, a force field. I think Big Chase is— is going to have a very tough time down there. See, I think See, he, he would meet, stick I think
3: out like a the, sore thumb. I think though he'd down meet there. the love of his life. I think he'd, he'd meet a nice Brazilian woman down there. They start a pen pal long distance relationship. They a Skype, pen pal? Yeah, they Skype every night. They write to each other. Before you know it, she's in Pittsburgh on a green he's card. Showing her zone,
5: he's showing her zone blocking schemes for high school teams. She's at the Ulsh Cornell game. She sends him a very nice picture of herself, and he responds back All right, here's the Shanahan running attack.
3: <laughs> Here's student body right. All right, if you missed it on the morning show, Mark Kabali connecting dots thinks there's a 50-50 chance the Steelers open the season in Brazil.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
3: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In 2024, we'll get the schedule in April. That's always a super big deal.
4: I think it's early May now they normally Early May.
3: Make you wait even longer to book those flights and make those travel plans. Hopefully my leaker will get me the information before everybody else again this year. How much do you love having somebody who leaks things like that to you? Oh, I love a nice leak. You love scuttlebutt. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in my scuttlebutt game lately, though, because I was so late to the party on the Cook retirement thing. Yeah, I even
5: had you beat on that scuttlebutt. Yeah, by a while actually. Mhm. See, can't I just have one scuttlebutt win over you? That I mean, is a scuttlebutt win over me. I know, but you I think you even don't want me to have one scuttlebutt win.
3: Well, I just look myself in the mirror when that happens and say, "Why are why are these rumors or why is this information not coming to me? Why are people trying to You feel like you're the scuttlebutt butt king. You're I like to trade is- information. You give me scuttlebutt, I'll give you scuttlebutt back. Scuttlebutt quid pro quo a butt for a butt of scuttles uh we have john mm. who wants to talk about the steelers in brazil potentially hello john are going hey man I don't know if this counts or not
8: we've been to brazil uh but my ex-wife from 20 years ago she had an affair with a guy from brazil so can i get some free tickets for the for the game if they go down to
3: she was flying to Brazil to sleep with a guy. Yeah, how? Did, how... Uh, no, no, no. The guy that was from he lived here, but but so he was from go. Brazil originally. So oh. he, he immigrated to to Pittsburgh, but he still had a Brazilian accent and everything else.
8: Yeah, São Paulo. The whole yeah.
3: You know, so, John, you sound like though you've moved on from this
5: like obviously tough situation in your life very well. You're I just agree. You sound very well to get adjusted, John. Out of it.
3: Yeah. Here we go. What are you going to do, John? Did do, do you still hate Brazil because of this? No, Brazil's awesome. Is she still with the guy from Brazil? Oh, uh-uh. Huh. Have you found somebody else? Absolutely. Moved on. Great life. Congratulations on all your success. What if he
5: had had he had met a woman from Brazil and was still with the woman from Brazil? I think that's
3: the, the goal. One there. of my best friends. Uh, I'm just
5: imagining this guy, by the way, that sl- yes. his wife stepped out on him, being from Blonox From Blanox via Brazil. He's from Sao Paulo and wanted to Her come to- Her friends
3: in blonox are like, where is he from? M- Munhall? No. Sao Paulo, <laughs> actually. He's from, what'd you say, what was the name of the city you wanted to go to during the uh, break? Manaus. He's from Manaus. Where's that? It's in the middle Armstrong of the
5: rainforest.
3: Armstrong County? <laughs> <laughs> it's just north
5: of
2: Ford City.
5: Where's
2: that? Oh, Little,
3: man. little south of Uniontown. I'll be honest, if Amanda cheated on me with a guy from Brazil, I'd root against them like crazy in the World Cup, man. Oh, 100%, right? Yeah, you'd have to. You know that's their one thing. Or I'd want to get revenge and cheat on her with a girl from Argentina. You know, twist the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I'll see your Brazil, and I'll raise you another South American country, Colombia. Bogota! Although Although that would probably end poorly for me. Why, because of the drug cartels? I don't drink cocaine. caffeine anymore.
5: So the cocaine. Well, coffee too.
3: Isn't Colombia known for coffee?
5: Yeah, Juan Valdez, things yeah. of that nature.
3: I don't drink caffeine anymore. You know that.
5: So when was the last cup of caffeinated coffee you've had?
3: I've had a couple by accident in the last
5: year. Boy, you really should do it like Starkey does, and if you have one accidentally, just use it as an excuse to be completely insane the rest of that day, and then blame the caffeine. Yeah, he
3: acts like if he would he... have
5: a cup, and he'd go, Mulsey, I'm really not feeling well." He'd rub his stomach, <laughs> and then he would lash out at me and be like, "That's a stupid opinion," or something like that, and go, "I'm sorry, Malsey, it's the caffeine." It's
3: like having a cup of Folgers. It's, it's like, like dropping black acid. tar heroin. <laughs> God, imagine if he
5: discovered espresso. <laughs> He, I think he had had it, actually. and he, Yeah, he basically – it was what you would expect. It was, like, turned up to a 20 on the notch. Here's Steve on the fan. Hello, Steve.
6: Hey, guys. First-time caller. Oh, uh, nice. No, just to step off of uh, the rooting against Brazil. That last call is going to be tough to follow. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, I went down, and I had a two-day layover in Sao Paulo and then went to uh, Belo Horizonte uh, okay. and – they had a friendly between Argentina and Brazil national teams, oh, and it, I believe at the time, in like 2009, it was the largest uh, sporting event in attendance uh, mm. at, the, at the time.
5: Quality of but, soccer um, slightly ahead of that which the Riverhounds and other teams around the states are playing.
6: I did not go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was I was down there. I was down there for work, actually. Just okay. so, so hearing excited. about
3: this potential Steelers game there, does that get you excited? Like, as someone that has some familiarity with the uh, with the area city,
6: yeah, I think so. Like, if they can capture at least some of that uh, for the National Football League, I think that'd be great. Rather, uh, you personally,
5: would you rather go watch the Steelers play in Dublin or in Sao Paulo?
6: I'd rather go in Rio. If you're right about it being Miami versus New York.
3: I was so, more. So wrong, uh, so what's the thing? Right church, wrong pew? Yeah, right. uh, Right? Is it right church, wrong pew? Right church,
5: wrong pew. Although there's another one that's
3: about right. Right sport, wrong ballpark or something? No, there's another church one. Something about hymnals now.
5: Right page, wrong hymn? Maybe. Why don't we just go with it?
3: Anyways. Yeah, so they picked the country, but he's saying that they would have been better off. That was a subtle way of
5: him saying, I'd rather have Rio because the, the women down there would, I think... Well, you it, think it's a women' point? Well, well he's just, just saying, he's saying if
3: it's like Miami compared to New York, it's not like New York is. Yeah, I know. Liver. But when I was excited to go see the Steelers play in Miami, it wasn't because I wanted to see like hot chicks everywhere. It's because I was excited for the weather and the whole. I think I don't think uh, Sao Paulo. I don't think the weather in Sao Paulo is bad.
5: You know what I mean? Like they're in the middle of summer down there right now. That's the other thing.
3: Summer in the southern hemisphere no, no, is January,
5: it. February, March, or December, even January, February.
3: So it'll be spring. It'll be it'll be near the end of spring when they pull, oh, what right. São
5: Paulo climate here. I've got So it what for, is it in September I've got it then. for you, brother? Uh I'm looking at it right now. So it'll be like March. Right? In September it's 78 average high, low of 61. Are you doing Fahrenheit or are you doing Celsius right now on us? Oh, this is Fahrenheit, brother. Uh the hottest months of the year, January, February, March. Uh December's pretty hot too. It's never really chilly down there cuz it's a tropical climate. Mhm. Uh, but you're in a nice spot here uh, in September. It only And you know what? This is probably one of the reasons they really want to do it in September and not later in the season. Rainy season down there is this time of year. It only rains maybe seven days a month in September in Sao Paulo. Otherwise, you're almost looking like a 50-50 proposition the later into the NFL season you <laughs>
3: time for the Donnie Football Debrief and it's brought to you by The Farmer's Dog.
5: Amanda sent that video to me and Donnie and you were in the group as well of your dog's howling sure enough when you howled and I Old just pack. I just can't believe it.
4: Back-to-back days of uh hangover references on the show. Yeah, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. The Debrief. The Debrief February 6, 2024. Uh, The Twitter page, Awful Announcing. I know you two are familiar with it, as am I. Uh, They put out something about uh, Jim Nance's eating habits.
10: Oh, I can't wait. I know what this is going to be. Since he
4: is calling the Super Bowl on Sunday with Tony Romo. So I wanted to click on it because I know there's some some oddities out there that football broadcasters – Especially have like the weird eating Wait, habits. How Michael's
5: never eats the veggies. You don't. You clearly clicked on this not knowing what Nance's thing was, right? I did not know. Oh, what a what a world when you found it out. Because I already well, know what it see, has to let's be. Let's see what. Maybe we, there's a new one. Yeah, there might be up. a new one. But we, there's the classic one, of course, that yep. we'll
4: tell Donnie about if it, if this is. not Go it. ahead, Donald. Uh, so he ranks popcorn as his second favorite food. Okay. He says he has popcorn during almost every broadcast and he joked about it like i'm eating a food that can very much get caught in my throat and put me in the blue tent while i'm calling a game
5: oh my god jim is choking he's got a kernel stuck in there
4: very very funny very funny doing the
9: heimlich on him right now
4: (laughs) 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 very funny one two ranking in his foods number two
5: is popcorn number one is stone crab Just love going to my my neighborhood popcorn and stone crab (laughs) restaurant.
4: So he already has a reservation for a stone crab dinner in Vegas uh, Saturday night before the game. He Uh, also, Pony will like this one, although it's not not quite the same time of year, uh, same timeline for you. He eats a hot dog at halftime of every broadcast he does. So he has about 22 per year, around 20 to 22 per year. Uh, at least during football season and then that's it he like doesn't eat hot dogs any other time
5: he lives on pebble beach mm-hmm. you get a hot dog at the turn isn't that just no, part of golf maybe he gets like an egg salad sandwich or something yes i agree a hot maybe dog maybe he has at the, stone crab maybe at gl- the turn. a glizzy at the turn is always appreciated a what oh glizzy. yeah glizzies that's a, another term for hot dogs i thought donnie you might have stumbled upon in this piece the most infamous piece of Jim uh, Nance food trivia, which is he loves, and I think this is disgusting, as a person who loves toast, this is the worst way you can screw it up. He loves his toast so burnt and repeatedly gets it not burnt enough when he goes and requests it at, at restaurants. He carries around a picture of a piece of toast that might as well be like a, a just like a lump of charcoal in his pocket or in his wallet. And he'll go to like a diner and say, I want it like this, because no one believes him. He like unfolds this old picture. It's- Pony's the one who told me this, but he carries around a, p- a picture of just unbelievably burnt toast to explain to them
3: how he wants his toast prepared. That is a true story. And what's his reasoning? Because he would get it back and he'd say burnt and it would still just have a little bit of brown on it. And he's like, right. no, I want oh, it Oh, What's, his, no, no, reasoning no. Yeah, what's his reasoning for liking burnt toast? What's his reasoning for wanting
4: toast like that? Not My sure. mom is the only other person... Likes the taste
5: of burnt stuff. My mom's... Maybe he th- likes burnt popcorn, I too. I mean, he
4: probably loves burnt popcorn, then. My
5: mom is the only other person I've ever met, and it's not even close to Nance's level, who, when I would, like, burn a piece of toast accidentally growing up, she'd be like, give me that. Don't waste it. Like, I'll eat it. And that's, that's the only other person... Or I think take the knife horrible. and
3: scrape the burnt part yeah. off.
5: Yeah, I would do that, but, like, it's horrible, that
3: taste, when you burn a piece of bread that way. All right, I'm going to plead a little bit of ignorance on the stone crab thing. Isn't that... I think that's the crab where you eat the shell, or is that soft-shell crab?
5: I thought that was soft-shell, because if it's stone, why
3: are you eating stones? Uh, so what, so stone crab or like just those big crab claws that you get, and you fork it out? I'm trying to... I don't know. Stone crab. I thought, like, soft-shell you'd eat the whole thing. Yeah, okay. So his number one food is stone crab. His number two is popcorn. Donnie's right. Those are two radically different things. What are your two favorite foods? Uh, caviar and Utz cheese balls. <laughs>
10: right.
3: Pretzels and... Uh, Foie gras.
4: I also... I Like, I don't put... I'm not putting popcorn, like, in the food category. Like, that's a snack, snack category. Snack. Yep. Like, I mean, I love myself some popcorn. Like, movie theater popcorn. Very, very high level elite snack for me. I don't think of it like,
3: okay, wings are my favorite food right after that, popcorn. Speaking of wings, this is the one thing about not being in the Super Bowl this week that I saw, and it made me a little sad that I'm with you guys. Other than that, I'm fine not being Mm. out in the craziness of Vegas. New thing at Radio Row this year. Uh, Wings for people working there. Fresh batch at 11. Another round of wings at 2. Nice. I love that. Very good. Very good. Three wings. Who, who do we think's taking the most advantage?
5: Like Ross Tucker.
4: Well, Palazzolo was the one Baldy. who tweeted
3: about it. He's a very Ooh. big man. Yeah, Steve's six ten. Steve.
5: Yeah. I think he was very sad you weren't out there this year. Yeah, he's like the Undertaker out there. He was there. asking, he was DMing me saying, "Hey, are you guys going to be out there?" I said, "No, I'm, I'm never going to be out there." And Pony isn't this year. I'm and he never going to be yeah. out there. He was very bummed. He was like, "I loved going by your, uh, your table with the extra headset and just doing the show live like that."
3: How about did you guys mention Baldy as a big wing? Eater? I just said yeah. Baldy.
5: I think would be my choice.
4: Mm-hmm. Man, man he, so who, who would be like the ultimate like four man table? Baldy,
5: Cam Hayward's out there. Do we count him as a media guy or no? Yeah, now that he's got his own podcast, sure. Um, this Listen, I think this guy's really good. And maybe it's a sensitive subject for him because I know he's fluctuated a bit on the weight side of things. If Barnwell's out there covering Barnwell, who throwing I think is, down. is terrific at, at football writing, I think Barnwell's throwing down some wings. And then who's the last person? I mean, are we putting... Like, I, I would put Ross Tucker up there. Probably, yeah, probably I I do Ross always
4: Tucker. appreciate the Ross Tucker spreads he puts on Twitter.
5: Tuck spreads. Yeah. Do you feel like there's an obligation for the host city to put out the best halftime spread at the Super Bowl? Like, they've got to go all out. Just something. It like, so there's got to be burnt ends for this one. What's San Francisco?
3: Are they going to have some fancy version of Rice-A-Roni? So, I think you're onto something because when we were in Vegas for the Steelers game, they just had it like Pittsburgh-themed foods in the press box. My issue with that is, I get that at home, so why are you trying to give me some cheap imitation? I think it's supposed to be welcoming. And in
5: Vegas- If I go to Vegas, I want to have, give me just- Well, the case of Vegas, there is no, like, Vegas known food. There's not something it's, it's known for as its specialty. But, but
3: it's world-class dining, so just give me
5: something special, man. Give me the sushi, yeah. I think they've got to have those burnt ends, and then what's San Francisco's food? Is it literally rice aroni roni where they'd have some gussied up version of that? Like a fancy rice dish, like a paella or something? Man, now I'm getting hungry. I don't really
4: know about the uh, cuisine in San when Francisco. When we're talking
5: cuisine, though, Kansas City Burn ends, destroys almost everything out there. Yeah, that would— I'm not, like, trying to even you be, know like, how the, like yeah. a jerk about it. I'm just saying somebody somewhere— ever leave Harlan alive, which is a big song on that it's show— about Ju- Kevin Harlan? The song on that show, Justified. I
3: like—Brad Paisley made it famous. Um, Linda Loveless made it famous. All right, I'll give you the top six here. Alabama. Huge. $49 million. Okay, this is another one that makes no sense to me. Neil Diamond, five. He's not country. No, he's not. Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. That's forever in blue jeans. I mean, these aren't. Sweet Caroline, these aren't country songs.
5: Patty Loveless, by the way. I said Linda Loveless, and that's getting close to porn star territory, so sorry. No, Neil Diamond is not a country artist.
3: That's what that's what he's recognized as, country artist.
5: Get Neil him, Diamond. get him out of there. And you know what? You can take uh, who was the other one that we were
3: questioning, Dylan. Yep. You yeah. know,
5: you can chuck Dylan out of there. Number too. four,
3: and this was in September, so she might have gone up. Taylor Swift, fifty-one million.
5: Time out. Here's my problem: was country at the very outset? She is a is pop singer. Pop. She is. A, she has been a pop singer for a
3: very well, long time. Do you think it's possible that they cut her off on this list? Like they captured her, her country albums. I don't think her she's country, at 50 million, but I don't think her country million.
5: albums did this kind of this these kind of numbers. I think when she went and crossed over to pop music is when she went insane numbers wise. All right, so here are the top three. I know one of them is Garth George Brooks. Strait,
3: sixty nine and a half million. I said it early and I didn't give the man credit. Great singer, sixty nine and a half million for George Strait. Hank Williams got to be one. Number two. She ain't nothing but a hound dog. Elvis Presley, 139 million records sold. Don't I, he's not country. He's rock. It's more and, like blues. He
5: rock and roll. rock and roll. Yeah. Well, people like to say that country is like like outlaw country is a mix of rock and roll and a bunch of other stuff. But I don't think Elvis. I don't think Heartbreak Hotel or something like that. And think country number one. It's got to be
3: Brooks. Garth Brooks, yeah. Chris, 157
5: million albums. How many sold. albums has Chris Gaines sold? You know what that was, right?
3: That was his, like, alternative rock. His his rock uh, alter ego. I mean, how is Johnny Cash not on this list? Well, I can
5: tell you why, like, Waylon Jennings, Cash. Vince Gill
3: has sold more records than friggin' Johnny Cash? Are you kidding me? I can
5: tell you why these guys haven't sold as many records. The whole concept of outlaw country was not like these guys were actual outlaws. It was that they decided to make music outside the realm of, like, the main Nashville, like... They were purists. Well, they just tried to do it outside the, the realm of the big record companies based in Nashville. So Cash, Jennings, um, Christofferson, dudes like that. Engelbert Humperdinck. You didn't say Hank Williams, did you? No, Hank's no, not Hank's on there. No, Hank's not on there either. So, or Hank, Hank Jr. Any of them. Those guys deliberately no, avoided the big production companies. Garth Brooks is about as mainstream as it gets country music-wise. That's why he sold a ton of records. There's Always looked of,
3: at him as overrated.
5: ton of – well – Song of his that I absolutely think is terrific is Colin Baton Rouge. And here's the thing How about,
3: about Low Places. Does
5: that still get the that juices a, flowing? That one's okay. It's a good party song, good oh, bar yeah. song. That you gets know what, the place going. You know what I like Plus about it. Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks, apparently, judging by the channel he used to have, I don't know if it's still on like satellite or whatever. Not that I'm trying to push people in that direction. It
3: sounds like you are. No,
5: his, ta- <laughs> his taste, though. Don't do that. You can go find it somewhere else. His taste in music is very eclectic. Like very he's a very interesting guy who appreciates all the genres.
3: No Dolly Parton on there either in the top twenty. I'm
5: trying to think if there's anybody that, that wasn't named that I'm like stunned by what that you does, haven't already gone over. Uh, what would Charlie Daniels count as? Uh,
3: Bluegrass. If we're counting Bob okay. Dylan and yeah, and in. Whenever, he I, be on whenever that I heard list.
4: those names get brought up, I thought he probably Neil, fits into that.
5: Neil Diamond being
3: on this is just garbage. No offense. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Paul Zeiss is a bigger fan of Taylor Swift than he lets on. Today, they played a game of Guess the Taylor Swift logo on his logo? Sh- uh, uh Lyric. Sorry, logo. Uh, Guess the Taylor Swift lyric kay. on his show. Do we have audio?
10: You got to know that. Wait.
3: Yes,
2: I know this song. Wait. <laughs> Here we go. We are never ever getting back together. He <laughs> got okay, it. There we go. Ding ding ding. That yes, okay, that yeah. is what that one is. Uh, I, I had to think about it there for a second. I was like, I think it's the right one. I'm right. actually very, very proud of You're you, sir.
3: One out of two. Is that Susie Cole in the cool. background? That with is him? Susie Cole quizzing him. We got more? Yes. Please yes. tell good. me what That was
2: very, very good. I was really worried I wasn't going to get <laughs> one of these. Okay, well did
3: you guys think he was gonna get that one? I on, I mean, I I primed you that he
5: did well with this. I so I know that song, but I honestly would have frozen up in the moment and been like,
3: Wait, what's the hook here? All right, I so don't then, think it would have hit me. Yeah, so, yeah, I knew that. So one. then I'll pause it too and see if you can beat Paul, Malsey. Okay.
2: Hopefully this one I feel like this one's kind of easy too. Okay. Ready? Go ahead. one
3: okay
5: you'll be the the prince and i'll be the princess it's a love story baby just say yes he nailed it is that right
3: yeah do you think paul's gonna get it right he might like flub a little bit of this but i think he's gonna have i think i think he's
4: got most of it
2: uh something about you'll be the prince and i'll be the princess <laughs> or something, uh, uh, oh. right something I'm, actually,
4: I'm actually in disbelief <laughs> right. this is so good two out of three. yes uh, this, this is bad. so good
2: so, uh, okay i knew that i am okay. very very impressed uh, okay so am i
5: so hold on paul's got a daughter who is not more than a year or two out of college i think mm-hmm. paul would have had her growing up Right when Taylor Swift was like- Exploding. Yeah, dude. I mean, he probably had these songs on in the car, in his mind, very annoyed by them. I mean, hey, Elijah and Isaiah might be into it, too. She's an icon. But can't you just see Paul being like, turn that crap off and put on some- (laughs) Earth, Wind, and Fire. He just plays September or whatever for the 15th straight time. Uh, I got to admit, like, her pop music- Catchy Melzi? Yeah, I mean, she writes catchy songs that, like- that I think are are good for for what they are. Obviously, I have no musical ability whatsoever, so I shouldn't even pass judgment. I got like, it. Like it's catchy.
3: I bet Crowley. There's at least one Taylor Swift song he can sing word for word from beginning to end without getting one lyric wrong. I just I have him. I picture him as someone that has a Taylor Swift song nailed. Like I'm he could to... do, He can do karaoke and don't even show him the lyrics. He's got it. I feel like, hmm, could I do that with blank space? No. Mm. Come on, Chris. I could do that. I could
5: do that. I, I think there's one song. I'd have to hear it one more time, and then I'd have it again. Her My favorite song of hers, because there's one specific version she does of it that I think it sounds great, makes her look like unbelievably musically gifted. It's called Wildest Dreams, and I think I could probably do that. Never song. heard it. She does one where she's just on an electric guitar by before, herself Donnie? in like in a room this size, kind of. She absolutely kills it, in my opinion. Yes, I know that song. No, I just thought of it in my head. Except there's that weird part in the song where she goes, "Uh huh." Yeah, and <laughs> and now she I want you little... to sing it?
3: <laughs> Imagine Zeiss gets up on stage at some karaoke and he just performs a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> That would be so good. wildest dreams. Or- uh, <laughs>
2: uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. What's that one song? Midnight. Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: midnight. Come and take me home. the headlights. Long drive. Oh, cruel
4: summer. I thought this w- was a uh, banana-rama. <laughs>
2: You've got guys wearing uh, uh, thongs or whatever with their ass hanging out and all this other stuff.
3: Yes. Wait, what is that one about? I don't even and, remember. You know, we,
2: we, I had a couple of responses that were just typical, you know, uh, attention-starved
3: douchebags, you know yes. what I mean? exactly, Paul.
5: I think he could actually do – I think Paul could do Shake It Off or Style. Remember Style? That's the one I was just doing?
3: I've heard – I don't know if I've heard Style. I've heard Shake, shake it, it Off or Shake It Off. <laughs> Remember the time we had Paul sing uh, lyrics from Kill? Hold on. Bro- now I'm thinking of the the hook for "Shape," the tune of it. I say I'm too late. Got
2: nothing in my brain. Oh, that's what people say. Oh, that's
3: what people say.
2: I go on too many dates.
3: <laughs> Remember we had Zeiss sing Broadway musicals? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We gave him like the lyrics I think to I, cats and he's saying
5: I it. think I'd pay him fifty bucks to do the entirety of Shake It Off. I really would. God, the lyrics go on forever. <laughs> All right. And the fakers gonna
9: <laughs> Hines Ward would
0: make a very good receivers coach. Abso
11: friggin' lootly.
3: Peter King to Joe Starkey. Free association game. Heinz Ward returning to the Steelers as wide receivers coach. He said, APSA friggin' lootly. Do you like friggin' more than fricken? What do you do there? Do you go F's or G's? Mm. There's a former Packers tight end in the building who goes frick instead of frigg.
5: Uh, I think frick sounds more normal than frigg. I think friggin' sounds better than frickin'. Lennox likes to watch these Mario Kart videos now on YouTube, and some of the uh, the people doing these channels, I can tell, are saying frickin'.
3: And wait, I wait, ca- wait. What do you mean Mario Kart videos Like, he videos likes to watch people YouTube.
5: play Mario Kart, too, why? if he can't. Can I don't know. Can he just play
3: it himself? No, because I try to limit the playing, and then he just goes right to YouTube. Like wh- so wh- why would he watch? That's like... That's like turning on Madden back in the day and watching the computer I, play the computer, to,
5: a simulation. Because these people try to do crazy stuff with the game, and I'll hear him going, "Oh, that's so freaking scary!" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, don't say that." When do you think you dropped your first f bomb? Uh, six or seven years old. I heard somebody say it on the bus. Didn't even know it was a bad word. I was just like, "Wow, that's..." And then say it. And I think my brother got like wind of that because he would have been ten or eleven, and he was like, "Don't say that in front of mom and dad." But. Let me ask you about this. Yes. So, Alex has a theory on this because we were just talking about it. She thinks that it is incumbent on us as parents to calmly, in the very near future, like before he goes to kindergarten, probably, mm-hmm. tell him what all the bad words are calmly. Like, not make it sound funny or anything. So, don't, like, don't F. say the, yeah, F, S, all of them, right? Uh-huh. All the, like, the swear words. But I'm not doing, like, a like, nice... bodily slang. And just say, don't say these. You this might is hear, the B word. Yeah, you might hear kids say these. These are very bad words. This don't is, say them.
3: This is the C word. It's really, really. Well, no, bad.
5: I don't think we would do that one. Um, I said no body part ones. Um, and I said that sounds great in principle. We try to get out ahead of it, sort of. Yeah. I know my son; he'll be the one on the bus going, "Hey,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, can you like, can you believe this? But where? But where would she come down? You said no body parts. Where would your wife come down and like some of the? offshoot words like wang for example
5: so you know Dink. what's funny do you know what's funny she will because she's a nurse and so it's very professional and scientific i think is her rationale hooters like are you going to teach him all these
3: words too she refers <laughs> to
5: his boy privates just by their regular scientific names anatomical terms right so she i think is trying to just be like i'm not gonna have my kids saying slang terms this is just what these things are oh my god
3: I mean, the g- g- She's got. I mean, her head's in the right place, but I just the odds like of of that. She
5: thinks she's got a great game plan here, and I think it's going to get blown up by the opposing pass. Exactly, rush very it's soon. like Mike
3: Tyson. Everyone's <laughs> got a great game plan until you get punched in exactly. the mouth. The kid gets on the bus and he, he I her, know, hears boobs for the first time, and he's going to start laughing his ass off. I think she might have said "boob" to him, but like, yeah, what? These are breasts, Lennox. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's more his own parts that she's talking about,
3: like. And she's trying to just get him to, like, I These think... These are nipples, Lennox. Never, ever, ever call them anything else. What if he follows up Wang with Chung? You'd
4: just
5: be <laughs> very, very proud. I was just going to say, that's a different ballgame altogether. Hey, Mom, everybody
3: have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. So, Peter King says that Hines it would Word. be a home run hire. I agree. We went through a lot of that yesterday. He also put out a list of the 40... So he's covered football for 40 years. Yep. And in his last column, he put together an all-time team from the last 40 years. He put Heinz Ward on it as a wide receiver. And this was Peter King explaining why. Heinz
11: Ward, I've covered the game for 40 years. He is the best all-around receiver I have ever seen. And what that means is that he's very productive. You don't catch a 1,000 balls without being very productive. But he's also the best blocker I've ever seen uh, as a wide receiver. That is so important. You ask any coach, what do you want in your wide receivers? I want a guy who's unselfish, who gives himself up, and who will sell out to block. And so I have no qualms, no regrets whatsoever about making him one of my top four receivers that I ever covered.
3: Who um, He put him ahead of Larry Fitzgerald,
5: by the way. So i assume he had Rice... Moss.
3: Ward. Terrell Lowens, maybe? I'm trying to think. Donnie, of, see if you can get Peter King's last column sense. and see who he had as, as his four receivers. But he explained in the interview he was trying to build an actual team.
5: Oh, okay. So it's not just an all-star team. It's who fits the best. Was yeah, he the only Steeler who made it?
3: No. Joe Green did. And I think Troy did, too.
5: You just want running
4: backs here? or no. uh, Wide receivers yeah. here? Yeah uh rice moss
5: tyreek hill and heinz ward if you're trying to build a team he'll
3: makes... can do the special team stuff too and it's just an absolute burger. he and moss on the
5: outside is just comedy trying to cover them
3: but, did he have polamalu on there uh, did you find it anybody it else well, now he's... that
5: i'm looking at the defense
4: i don't see mean joe because huh. that would have last 40 well, years out, doesn't go right. to the 80s that's right it, yeah. yeah does not get back yeah, to, this, what am i talking true. about he's
3: going back to 83 that was a brain fart on my part.
4: Did Rod Woodson uh, make he, the cut? He did no. have Palomalu. He had Palomalu, Reed, and Tyron Matthew.
5: He did not put he did not put Rod Woodson. He put Aaron Donald on that team?
4: Yes.
10: Yes.
5: Who were his corners? Gotta be Dion. Uh
4: Dion, Sherman. Richard Sherman. I knew it. Revis. Daryl Green. And just those three. Have you ever he seen – He said the first two he left off were Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. Man, no – Wait, for,
5: as corners or safe... Oh, no, 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 never mind. He had that later and like No the, Rod
3: Woodson. Yeah, I was just saying No they, Woodson they play and safety. no Rebus, man.
5: Daryl Green, if you guys – if anyone out there listening ever wants to watch just like a fun little compilation He's video He's like the on fastest YouTube, guy ever. It's just called Daryl Green chase downs. There are plays where like Eric Dickerson is 15 yards clear of anybody. Uh, Daryl Green turns and goes to catch him. And, like, closes the distance in an amount of time that doesn't even make sense. It's he so, played it, for, he like, looks 20 like, years. He looks like he's
3: running and, pl- and doing something completely different than what Eric Dickerson. I have a Daryl Green story. Okay. Awkward fart in an elevator. Him or you? Not him. Or I don't know if it was him. This is so bizarre. The one place he can't run away. Atlantic 10 tournament was in Pittsburgh a number of years ago. I think he was the athletic director at George Mason. He's in there. He's decked out in green. It's clearly Daryl Green. Mm -hmm. and there's like six or seven people in the elevator. He's by far the most famous. It's me and another uh, reporter, and I would guess George Mason Athletic Department luminaries, and all of a sudden you smell fart. And I think in that spot he gets – I think in that spot he's the most likely to do it.
5: He was the AD at George Mason. Because he knows
3: he's the least likely to get blamed.
5: So he can just let one go. You're right. Perfect crime. Who's gonna have the balls to to say Daryl so, Green? Hey, did Darryl. you rip one? What the hell, man? Did you cut one, brother. Pony. Let's see. It. You test your Daryl Green knowledge. What school did he matriculate from? Two from what college? Ooh, that's a great question. I knew. I knew this would uh, stump. Maybe stump you because it's a tough one, man. The only hint I'm gonna give you is it's a small college. Yeah, I knew that. Non. It's not even Division One. This guy's fast. Man, is he fast. Is it like
3: Virginia Union? What is Texas, it? Texas A&M Kingsville. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, here is why Peter King doesn't think Heinz uh, Ward won't get into the Hall of Fame, why he's going to have to wait a long time.
11: My feeling is people look at guys like Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt, and they just think this guy's a better receiver than Heinz Ward. And I don't think... This is my opinion now... I'm one of, I think we have 50 voters, 49, 50, whatever. Uh, My vote means no more than anybody else. I believe that part of being a receiver is being an all-around football player, and I think I'm outnumbered on that.
3: I I made the case similarly when he was on the semifinalist list. He's just got unique qualities and things that set him apart that you can't say about things like Reggie Wayne, who's got better numbers. But Reggie Wayne, to me, is a garden-variety wide receiver, and he's not like an elite best-of-the-best at that either. I do think if you just has phenomenal numbers. I think if to that point,
5: I don't know if I've ever made the point this way before, but hopefully this one hits home. I think if you told me you have to pick Wayne or Heinz Ward and you don't tell me anything else about the team, the style they're going to play the quarterback, I feel like I've got a better chance to get what I need out of Ward there. Because if it's like a run-heavy team, is Reggie Wayne going to be throwing blocks down the field? Is he going to be making tough little nitty-gritty catches? Is he going to be focused if he only gets five targets in the game, but they're big, you know, high-pressure plays? The thing I think that – I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The thing about Hines that I do believe gets just way short-shrifted, that guy had terrific hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a span of time, probably in his prime, where I was not just surprised, I was stunned if he dropped the ball. You could throw him stuff in traffic. He could take a massive hit. He hung on to everything.
10: I'm not even close to halfway, so uh, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be. Um, And uh, I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, And so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. I'm I'm about to laugh too
3: because I'm just trying to think of that voice. I know, I just Patrick Mahomes' voice. So here's the end of that clip.
10: Fifteen years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But fifteen years, and
3: I'll see if I can get close to seven. Donnie, try to see if you can do that line in Mahomes' voice. I don't
4: know if I can. Let's, you, gotta here, go, you definitely have to
10: go higher pitch. than a again. Ring, and then if you ask me that question in like 15 years and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But 15, 15 f-
4: years and we'll see if I can
10: get close to seven. <laughs> I can't get high enough for that. You ask me that question in 15 years and I'll see if I can get close to seven.
3: I feel like I want to like almost do a <laughs> like, Yoda voice. Well, you you want well to no, do Kermit the Kermit. Frog,
5: but then you end up doing in Yoda. 15
3: years, I'll see if I can get to seven. <laughs>
2: In 15 years, ask me, and I'll see if close to seven I Let's can just get. turn into Yoda.
5: <laughs> well, no, I was doing the, Yoda the, on purpose. Did you see that? Arr,
3: I can't get my voice. Try there. to talk.
5: Try to say this. Here's how you gotta do it. You gotta go. No, no, no. You gotta it. it's like, a, it's like, the, like a witch. You gotta think about you're talking to Miss Piggy. Oh, hello, Miss Piggy. That was better, Chris. I've talked to him in 15 years,
2: and I'll see if I can get close to seven. Well, did you see somebody did <laughs> ask him? That sounded
3: actually a lot more like
4: Kermit the Frog. Somebody did ask him about Kermit the Frog, like if he can do a Kermit the Frog impression. And he just talked normal?
5: Just he, like, he, yeah. sa-
4: he said, I know, it's just my voice. What if he just basically. said, no,
5: I can't, and the guy goes, perfect, thank you. So he's sensitive about the voice? Do you think
4: somebody... No, he didn't... Like I I, I, I shouldn't have answered in that tone, I guess, because he, he didn't answer it like he was mad. He, think he, I- he knew he... What the joke? You think was. a
5: defensive player on another team has ever made fun
3: of him and caught him like you Kermit sounding. Probably. You know, like, but I wouldn't advise doing that. Probably pisses him off and makes him play better. I'll tell you what, man. You know what the one thing about like you know how intense Brady would
5: get during the games. Like he'd be in Anthony Smith's face. He'd be fist pumping. Like he yep. was
3: very intense.
5: Yep. That is the one thing about Mahomes that almost puts me even more ill at ease. He never. You know he is that competitive. They all say he is. Does he ever look like? All that annoyed with what's going on out there. Well, he was when Canary's yes. Tony lined up offside. Sure, that and one time. And I feel time. like Max
3: Crosby gets under his skin a lot, knocking into him, blasting him, yeah. talking smack. I mean, Max Crosby seems like he'd be annoying. But you get my point, though, right? Mm. He rarely looks
5: bothered out there. When he scores a touchdown, he he rarely looks, like, overwhelmingly happy. He, Which would make me very ill at ease. It's like if you are in a boxing match and you punch the other guy in the face and they just smirk at you like, oh, crap.
3: Get back to me in 15 years and see if I have close to seven. You know what's always hard to do? Compare guys from generations where you didn't see the guy play at all. You only read about him and saw the highlight videos. Yeah. Because when I hear the quarterback discussions, like all this week, it's how far is Mahomes away from Brady. And he gets asked about that, and he goes, man, I feel like I'm still so far off. Sure. I think Unitas' career is still more impressive than Mahomes. But I feel like people that are in their thirties like you and me, don't you feel funny including Unitas in in discussions because he played in an era where it was still in black and white film and Did you ever see it did you ever
5: not see a movie but people were talking about it and you knew the movie was so good that you should just Yeah, that's a great movie. Like I almost I, lie about you it. You know
3: what? I heard that happen to Donnie on Sunday. Donnie was talking about running backs, and some guy called in and said, well, why didn't you include Jim Brown? And he's like, okay, pal, like, kind of didn't want to talk about guys from the 50s and 60s, but well, thank you. Well, I, I
4: also I, – I said Jim Brown's name. It was just after a handful of other guys. Yeah. But I didn't – it wasn't like an official list. So that's what I had to tell him. He's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I,
5: I guess I feel like I know enough about Johnny Unitas' career that I know it would just make me sound stupid, uneducated on the source, on like the subject matter if I didn't include him. So, like, that's why I use the movie analogy. Even if it's a movie I've never seen, I if I know everyone reveres it, I say, yeah, they probably got to be onto something here. And so I just say, yeah, great, you know,
3: great, exactly. Cause I would put, I would put, uh, Unitas ahead of, all the other Pittsburgh quarterbacks, I think he's the greatest one this era's this area's ever produced, including Montana and Marino.
5: So I think Johnny U suffers from something on when you just try to look very quickly at the career stats. I think he suffers from something I said Bettis did to a, a small extent. If you go fifty-six to sixty-seven for Unitas, the sixty-seven season being his last All-Pro nod, understanding yeah. what quarterbacking was back then and how much harder it was to play. The numbers are very impressive. And then other than a a good season in 1970, he kind of fell off a cliff numbers wise. Pony didn't play nearly as much and it makes his overall numbers look a lot worse. But yeah, you go the first 12 years of his career. It's hugely impressive knowing what we know about football in that era. Like the guy threw 32 touchdown passes in 1959. What is the uh, adjusted
3: rate for inflation there, about 50? Well, that's why I think even though he didn't win the Super Bowl, I think Marino's 1984 season is the greatest season by a quarterback ever. Better than anything that Mahomes has done and better than anything Brady or Peyton Manning ever did. What about a breeze season in there? No, in 80, I I would still say he's better. 5,000-plus yards and 48 tutties. In 1984. So pull up 1984, and who was second in stats that year? Like, just the gap between him... And the next closest quarterback has to be absurd. All right, here we go. 1984 NFL season.
5: Uh, He was your MVP, obviously. How many more passing yards than the guy that was second? I want you guys to guess. If either of you can tell me who the second leading passer was by yardage in the NFL that year, I will be hugely impressed. Total yardage. Not per game. I was going to guess Dave Craig. Wrong. Dave Craig, by the way, is fifth on this list for that season. He is almost fifteen hundred yards behind Marino.
6: Okay, so, so who's Marino,
5: second? Marino, and two other guys then went over four thousand yards. There's Marino and two others. Third place on your list, Donnie Phil Sims. Second place on the list. Can't believe you guys didn't acknowledge the legendary Neil Lomax. 4,600 yards. He was 400 yards behind Marino. Okay, how many touchdowns? Touchdowns is where this gets insane. Yep. Marino with 48. Second place, Dave Craig, 32. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) else above... He beat him by 16. Nobody else above 30 in the entire league. The only season I want to go back and look at, and I I don't think, Pony, that this is going to... That this is going to like end up like being validated. I want to see Brady in that 2007 year compared to everybody else in the NFL, because that was the year where he went, you know, just complete, fifty touchdown passes. Yeah, fifty touchdowns, eight picks. Who's um, second? Here we go. Brady passing stats that year. He had the most passing yards. He was only a couple hundred yards ahead of Breeze, but in touchdowns, he was 14 ahead of Romo. Okay, still not as still not as big of a gap, though. Here's the other thing, though. He threw eight interceptions, pitched that idea, and is trying to turn a very bad situation. Lesser extent of getting Malkin go.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.